0: Hello, and welcome to the Banker's podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, interviewing industry experts from around the world to gather insights, advice on best practices and innovations that can help banks and their customers manage during COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Joy McKnight, Managing Editor of The Banker, and my guest this week is Chris Jameson, Head of Financial institutions Sales for Europe, the Middle East and Africa, Global Transaction Services at Bank of America. Thanks so much for joining me, Chris.
1: It's a real pleasure. Thanks for having me, Joy.
0: So my first question is really around, you know, how the current situation is accelerating the digital transformation of financial institutions.
1: It's fair to say... Digital transformation was already very high on and almost at the top of agendas for financial institutions coming into this year. But it's been somewhat precipitated, one would say, by the current global health crisis. Uh, I mean, who would have thought that we would be spending our personal lives doing Zoom quizzes at home uh, when we enter this year? And and that really has then, if we shift into the the corporate and financial institution space, that digital imperative has also hit the industry. Um, and so the, the shift to digital has had to be rapid and many different areas. Um, this has had an impact. I mean, very practically, uh, business continuity. So banks like ourselves have had to shift people into that business continuity uh, scenario. We, for example, have moved 180,000 people into a working from home environment. And so the digital demand of, of doing that at a very basic practical level is, is, is significant engagement with counterparties what we used to think was relatively straightforward both from a calling and, and seeing each other but also in terms of documentation so how do we onboard a client uh, how do we uh, authorize signatures that were previously wet so that shift to digital documentation uh, documentation exchange online um, Digitised KYC refreshes, because for the financial institutions industry, KYC does not go away, and therefore, you know that that digital engagement with counterparties has also had to to uh, expand rapidly. Then, thinking about, I think payments, obviously, um, means of payment. So, a decline in cash and check, um, an increase in wires, an increase in online merchant flows. And finally, the, the, not just the means of payment, but also the method of instructing that payment. So what was previously perhaps a nice to have in terms of um, mobile banking has really become an essential tool in this environment. And if we think about our own online platform, so Cash Pro Mobile, our application logins have increased by 165% year on year. And people willing to actually make a payment approval on a, on a mobile app has also doubled, so up 103% year in year. So that method of instructing the payment as well as the means of payment has had to shift through this digital transformation period that we're, we're witnessing right now. And I also think that this sort of wide ranging acceleration, it's unlikely to completely revert as the world exits the current environment. Um, and I think that that's um, is a, a small, small positive byproduct, one would say, of, of, of what we're experiencing.
0: OK. Um, a lot of people are talking about how this is signalling the end of cash. Uh, do you agree with that? Or if not, why is cash still valued today?
1: So behaviours are, are changing or are, are having to change. Um, again, personally, I've not used cash since the UK has gone into lockdown. Um I've also not recently physically walked into a supermarket and have shifted to to online. And so, you know, I'm just one small example, but then if you expand that further into small businesses who are no longer receiving that cash and and then ultimately financial institutions who are not then processing that cash, it makes a a big difference. Um, even when you do go into a physical retail location, the preference now is contactless because that retailer doesn't want to put their individuals at at risk. So whilst many economies had been pushing towards you know, sort of a, a largely cashless society previously, the likes of Scandinavia and China to a certain extent, this has really pushed other economies to, to go down that, that that route. So I think as a means of payment, yes. This is going to precipitate the decline somewhat. Cash isn't only uh, a means of payment, uh, it's, it's also a security. And so, if you think of um, central banks, but also individuals to a certain extent, can use cash as a, a safe haven, a safe asset in uncertain times. And at Bank of America, we've got quite a significant global wholesale banknotes business. And during, during March of this year, we saw significant growth from certain governments that were looking to buy dollars, for example, as a safe haven, moving towards a safety um, in, in cash. So as a means of payment, I think, yes, this will not signal the end, but a significant decline. But there's still value in cash by certain elements of the economy, which, uh, which we will need to continue to support.
0: Okay. So what do you think is the immediate focus for financial institutions today?
1: I think the number one focus for all of us and in, in Bank of America, but also our financial institution peers and clients, it has to be the health and wellness of our people and their families. But as well as that, I suppose supporting our clients, supporting our counterparties, supporting the communities through this this period. And and small pieces of stability or certainty are important. So as we think about the the individuals that I work with at Bank of America. The fact that you know we, as an institution, have come out and said there will be no COVID-related layoffs in 2020. I think that little bit of certainty is 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 really important, and that's also what what clients are looking for in terms of that stability um, and certainty. The second thing that um, that I think most financial institutions will be focused on right now is is engaging with governments as they rule out the very specific. Programs to help support the SMEs in their markets. Um, so again, Bank of America in the US, we were the first to go live with the online portal for the, the payment protection program. Um, and the demands on financial institutions are significant. You know, we saw about 280,000 applications worth $43 billion in value, which is a huge. Um, element that going into this year we were not thinking about or not considering. and we've had to and, and I think all financial institutions are are in a similar similar situation. I mentioned stability earlier and I think banks have thankfully over the past ten years been spending time building capital reserves. they've been refining their their risk models to help protect their clients. Uh, and so stability continues to be front and center right now. Considering balance sheet, and one important element of that balance sheet is liquidity. So, interest rates um, being cut uh, around the world, and this is a knock-on effect then on on corporate behaviour. So, corporates are are drawing down in their resol- revolvers um, with a view to securing, you know, their working capital requirements. And both those corporates and then the banks of those corporates are then looking for safety. For the deposits. And so safety of liquidity, I think, is another key theme that financial institutions are, are, are focused on today. The last point I was going to say was around fraud. An unfortunate byproduct of, of coronavirus is uh, an increase in, in cyber fraud. And and so cybersecurity, I think, is another big focus for certainly for our clients, for, uh, for financial institutions, sharing of ideas across the industry sharing of advisory insight with with clients and correspondence is is really important.
0: Yeah, it seems to be a very hot topic, actually. I was going to also ask you, when you're talking to your FI clients, you know, what practical advice can you give them?
1: I'd suggest only only one thing here right now, Um, and it's very simple. It's staying in contact. (laughs) Um, You know, correspondent banking in some form or another has been a core of of the bank's infrastructure for, for centuries. And I suppose how banks and financial institutions have engaged with each other has has evolved over those years. But frequency of engagement, no matter what the means, is really, really important. So we're seeing significant annual conferences where many of us would get together won't be happening anymore in person, whether that's you know BAFT, Cyboss and, and others around the world. And so we've got to find ways to, to stay engaged, stay in contact, to stay in touch. We've seen a, a very strong appetite from uh, our network of, of partners, clients for sessions, just advisory, just checking in. Um, actually, our global head of FI and government, Paul Taylor, set up a, a biweekly checking in call with all of our clients globally early on in, the, in, in this uh, in this COVID uh period and that has resonated very well with with our clients just to stay in touch and then equally our individual bankers and um, you know making a real effort to to stay in touch despite all being working from home and all of their clients from working from home so it, it's it's a very simple piece of practical advice but that staying in contact is at the core of everything that we do and I think it's really really important that we we, we focus on that.
0: My last question is really around the importance of the continued focused on ongoing industry initiatives in EMEA during the crisis period let's say iso 20022, the LIBOR transition you know even though their implementation has been delayed you know are these industry initiatives moving forward and you know should we still be focused on them
1: many of the the industry projects will be postponed they they will need to be postponed i think it's extremely important that some of the larger financial institutions don't reduce their commitment to to those projects. We continue to be focused on both that you mentioned, actually, the the ISO 20022 transition and the LIBOR transition. And and in in the climate we're currently in, ISO 20022 will be a further catalyst for digitization. And therefore, I think, extremely important to continue to focus on. And equally, LIBOR transition will be A further catalyst for stability and reliability in financial markets, which, again, is a a theme that we've touched on as we've we've been discussing. So while some of the technical work might have to be deprioritized um, by banks because there may be some real immediate urgencies right now, I think there's other practical elements that could continue. Uh, And actually, training, despite the fact that we're all working from home or most of us are working from home right now, Training is still an essential part of of what we do within banks, and this could be a really good opportunity for our people to be educated and trained on those industry initiatives to understand what's happening, what's changing, and I think that 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 might be a, a good piece for banks to focus on right now is bringing all of our staff up to the level that they need to be in anticipation of the technical work continuing, and the rollout of these and implementation of these industry initiatives in the future. Excellent.
0: Well, thank you so much for your insights, Chris. And thanks to our audience for listening. Keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify and ACAST and follow our discussions at thebanker.com podcast.